Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 29th of September. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Every day, it's true every day, and yesterday, eh, it was really close to being really true for us. We're happy with how it turned out in general, you know, any slate where you don't lose much money playing GPP when you beat the rake. You're always like, hey, even if you're still down a little bit, you're like, ah, it's okay. I didn't lose as much as I was supposed to lose. Um, but yeah, so we'll start off with baseball because I didn't watch any of these games, but apparently Colorado scored a bunch of points. And if you're familiar with what we do in Coors Field, we play them. We play them. We don't get fancy. We don't say, oh, I think some other teams got an opportunity to score points or whatever. Yeah, sure. They could score runs. Are they going to score 14? No. Probably not. And so, like, Colorado could do that. Dodgers got nothing to play for now. They're not – I mean, Lance Lynn, like, maybe he goes out there and gives it six hard innings. And then we're just trying stuff out. I mean, like, we're keeping – priority number one is keeping people healthy for the Dodgers at this point. So, nuts to me that this stack was, like, 10%, 20% for some of the pieces. I just – 10% for the five-hole? I don't – what was going on with you guys? Um, you guys being the rest of the field. I'm sure you guys, my watchers, were very sharp. I do always appreciate you, by the way. I'll, I'll put that closer to the top of the show. And uh, yeah, please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, anything you can do to boost me in the algorithm. It's always good to see you guys out here. Um, yeah, it's an incredible number of dudes showing up every day just to see me talk about baseball, Sims. A lot of Madden Sims talk. Hey, actually, yeah, that was one of my major victories yesterday. So actually, this is just my afternoon stuff. It turned out I forgot to put in. Um, I did take down some stuff in the early showdown as well. Thanks to, I think it was... Burkles pointed out that there was some overlay or something. I was going to play that showdown slate, so I had to look anyway. Anyway, so I got like four tickets for the Sunday Millionaire now. That's Champions League. Nice. I didn't even notice what that was. Uh, but, oh, right. So for the showdown itself, let's talk about that a bit, because obviously a million dollars up top last night. Let's have a little bit of a review on that. I'll talk about it probably on the Monday night's video as well, just for the football-only people who I'm sure there are. But, yeah, I like to review the slate just to see what are the pros doing. These are the guys. Each one of these guys put a ton of money on the line. And it's a ton of research on the line. So I like to do these pretty close to the lock every day. Every time we have a millionaire slate, just to see, hey, did I? how did I approach the slate relative to how did these guys approach, these guys approach it? Anguilla typically gets very unique. He's been leading the field. He's trying to win a million dollars this year really, really hard. And it's routinely beating Osimo, Petty Theft, the other pros, team. I mean, Trill Miller. These guys are all incredible. So, like, they are. I, what they did was fine. Leaving three to five K on the table last night was all all fine. Anguilla didn't even get there. I saw what's his name making fun of it. Uh, yeah, which which backup quarterback is that? How he got unique this week? And it turns out actually Anguilla got there with Jordan Love in captain and Musgrave, 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 Musgrave. So he 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 felt a lot of pain yesterday. I think, unfortunately, undeservedly, incredibly. I mean, like given sometimes the way he gets unique, that was not. Uh, not too crazy. Uh, I didn't even look at what Petty Theft and Q's did. They're obviously very, all these guys, if you're doing this, if you're, if all these guys are doing a great job, I'm not trying to say anything negative about any of you. I just think it's fun. We do get a top 10 kind of list every week. And yeah, uh, let's see. Awesome. doing okay. Q's Matt always up there on the list as well. Uh, yeah. How, how did I do? Yeah, you know, by this metric, okay. You know, I'm not trying to win a million dollars though as much because for me in my life, I remember how much a hundred thousand dollars changed it. So that's what I'm I'm setting my limit at and trying to make my lineups to win a hundred thousand dollars. So these two that wound up being for a million, no 
okay, that's fine. But mostly I'm trying to win a hundred to $500,000. Um, these were my dudes yesterday. It was a um, pretty solid choices. Obviously the 50% Musgrave is why I am not talking to you from the millionaire's seats. Um, where's the rest of this thread? Yeah, you can see the actual top lineups. So uh, first I'll show you the good, like there were some really badly duped lineups. And I want to point out as always, they used all the salary. Don't use all your salary. Never, 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 never on a showdown. Showdown only. Classic? Fine. Whatever. Unless it's like a tight slate like tonight's WNBA, then it's the same considerations. But if it's a regular classic slate, this does not apply. This is showdowns only. Do not use all your salary. Never, never, never. Never. Bad, bad, bad. bad. There's no geometric mean ownership filtering that can get you away from the bad thing you have done if you don't set a max salary. Because these lineups, you will be stung by. Last night, there I built... I messed around with two of them hand-built. Where are they? Yeah. Two, two of them hand-built and wound up in this zone. The reason? I I didn't leave enough on the table. I, I thought leaving 200, 300. Is that fine? No, that's not fine. If you're trying to win $100,000, if you're trying to win 10 or 20, fine. And I, no, no aspersions. That's me in like earlier this year before the finals. You know, like I had two $10,000 hits. At that time, I was just trying to win $10,000, you know, whatever it takes. So, you know, if this is within like what, you, what you're looking for, fine. But at this point, I'm trying to win $100,000 because that's awesome. And that changes your life for an entire year. And then you can just coast for an entire year, which I'm not saying we've been coasting for several months now, but we haven't won $10,000 in a while. So we're feeling a bit ready to win $10,000 again. Uh, last night, it was really close to top lineups all had Musgrave in them. <clears throat> but, you know, it happens. And I mean, like, how, how mad can I be and taking down Sadie's left and right? Um, and, and like, the main thing is, when he goes down, not only do I have 50% Mus Musgrave, I have, like, 25% Deguara. So I'm like, oh, awesome. End of the half goes, that two-minute drill, they're feeding Deguara, feeding Deguara, all these targets. Second half, what is, oh, now we're peppering Croft with targets. Come on, dude. Pepper, you're the guy who's actually on your team. Okay, fine. Whatever, I'm happy for Croft. And I do think he's fine. I see him playing in Sims all the time. He's not that, he's not worse than the other guy. Okay, so I did a little review, as long as we're in the review section, we've done celebrations, we're on through a few, by the way. If you haven't seen the video in a few days, I got a black eye playing uh, basketball on Tuesday. Everything's fine. It's not a, uh, it still kind of hurts more than I expected it to, but I don't think I broke anything. Um, I am going to take Friday basketball off, even though I'm a little bit of a coward, but yeah, I want to go swimming, so. All right, so, um, Let's see what we got. I was reviewing last Friday's 11 gamer. Today's is a 13 gamer. So not exact lessons. And in particular, the the lineups were a little bit looser with salary. There were two of the top 10 that were more than 500. So, you know, eh, maybe that's because it's a thinner slate. Um, but there was also some weird stacks, like a force. This one had no stacks at all. So anyway, like we could only cover seven, eight of the... Um, and no stacks at all, but it did have 49,900. So there seem to be two competing sets of strategies going on here. Some people assuming full efficiency and not caring about stacks at all, going 49,900 and 50,000 only, and that's their move. And then you have some people doing like, okay, stacks are what matter and allowing a little bit more wiggle room with your um, salary, like up to 500, 1,000 even with some of these guys. And I mean, the reason you would do 1,000 in a big, big, big tournament is to win it. I mean, like, because nobody's going to be playing stack combinations that leave that much on the table, whether that be the weird guy in the stack that makes it a thousand on the table or whatever, you know, so it's fine. It's just, it's definitely not optimal. So, and you can, you can afford to be optimal. Like I'm saying, it's not going to chop 
this this kind of slate. These these um, showdown slates are, or I'm sorry, classic slates. You don't have to worry. Don't worry about getting unique all the time. It's a fun gripe. You know, I see Jesse griping all the time about, oh, uh, I can't can't believe the wrong thing happened at Coors Field, and generally not being on the game. Don't not be on Coors Field as long as it's on the slate. It kind of breaks it. I agree. It's not as fun to play fifty percent of guys from Coors Field, but you should. Play 50% guys from Coors Field. I've watched a lot of games. Not a lot of places like it. They have done nothing to um, offset it. Like, let's go look at the park factor for tonight. I know I did the same thing earlier because, yeah, we got two things. T-Mobile Park, we got a minus 15, so I minus 15 it. And then uh, we got mixed signals mostly everywhere except Coors Field, where we got another plus 30% wins out. It's warm. Don't mess around, guys. Like, it's not even... We don't even have good conditions elsewhere. We don't have bad pitchers elsewhere. It's not like we got like, I mean, I said it's not like we got Greggy on the mound. I mean, it happens every few days, so I got to double check if we do have Greggy on the mound. I, I find Greggy to be a uniquely bad pitcher who you should target every time he's out there. He's so bad. We don't have anybody like that. I mean, Joe Ryan in Colorado probably gets pounded though. Oof. So yeah, Colorado guys, right? It's another slate, another day of me telling you to choose Colorado. And as batters go, you will not be surprised that that is what I do. Large slate, yes, okay. So I'm just looking at what it's, what the optimizer's done. I know what I did, giving it information. Let's check out team stacks. Yeah, don't want, don't want that. Don't want that many Yankees. Yankees are fine as a like third or fourth option after Colorado, Minnesota, and maybe Atlanta. Colorado and Minnesota should be your top two stacks. No question about it. And that means, yeah, Atlanta's fun too, though. I'm, I'll cut them down to 30% just to have a reasonable kind of like assortment. I'm going to go 20 maxing the dollar because, yeah, I'm taking my own advice. I've been taking my own advice the last few slates in, in baseball and I've been winning a lot. So I'm like, oh, maybe I'm giving out good advice. Maybe I should listen to this instead of just, I earn a few here and there or whatever. Like, I remember I was matching satellites or something. So, you know, that the satellite strategy is good. I do still like building up for the future, but that shouldn't be like the main thing. You should also make sure your GPPs are getting your beak wet enough that when you win, you win a thousand bucks and you get at least a free month of Sabersim, right? Or whatever, and help you level up to that next thing. Um, so I was forgetting and or missing out on that. 65% Minnesota stacks is a bit much. I'll go 50%. And then hopefully for that top game, I'll be at like 70%. That's what I would hope. If it goes too much Colorado, I'll go a little bit less Colorado. Yeah, great. So now 90%, you know, some of those will be stacked together probably. So that's fine. 90% Minnesota, Colorado. Well, Atlanta's actually got enough points that I think I can make. Hmm. Yeah, let me go 35% Colorado, 35% Atlanta. Yeah, now we're getting granular, and I, I so I, I mentioned the other day, and somebody asked me about this in the in some chattered uh, DM, and what what I mean is uh, when I say like I rebuild and stuff in the afternoon, don't pay attention to these lineups, is you don't know who's starting it, and who's starting significantly affects everything. You're gonna see lines move, you're gonna see everything move, and I'm gonna let the lines and everything move, except for the games where I've marked them up thirty percent, thirty five percent, and I'm not gonna change my max ownerships. These I'm these I think I'm sticking with for the whole day, unless there's like a huge, like, if, if the optimizer is breaking, that's the condition where I'm like, okay, whatever. First thing I'll try is I'll try increasing the min uniques, which I generally don't care about on a classic slate. There's going to be plenty of, of it's not going to give me a zillion correlations. That's the core Saberson product. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. Pitcher-wise, 
I got some takes here, I guess. Yeah, we're not going to quite go up to this level of Chase Silseth, but he's one of my guys today, one of my leverage arms. He's playing Oakland. He's not bad. He's got upside. In the case that he hits that upside, he's probably going to get close to optimal because he's cheap. So for these reasons, I'm taking... Eh, I'll let it go up to three, 3x three Chase Silseth. Um, Rodon, I don't feel like... I want to go very much heavier on a slate of this size on Rodon. Oh, Kansas City. They're a little weak. Okay, fine. They're weak, but they're not strikeout weak, are they? Let's look over to our worst strikeout teams list. And we got to scroll down pretty far to find the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, they're right in the middle, smack dab in the middle. But smack dab in the middle is still 8.6 compared to 10. So we don't need to, yeah, we don't need to fear them. Um, but I still don't really love having that much Rodon. 35% whatever, a slight. Let's see where it puts that um, that leverage if it's not on Rodon, because I kind of would rather go to, I don't know, Lynn, or I guess they're going to give me more Evaldi probably, which I don't really want, so let me go ahead and tone it. So I, I boosted Evaldi because, same reason, Seattle is uh, real bad. They're real bad. Seattle and Minnesota are the teams you should target on every single slate, and so I'm targeting on this slate. Seattle. Uh, huh. Who's pitching against Minnesota? Was that a different? Uh, they're in Colorado. That was the deal. Yeah. So Minnesota, Colorado. I will not be choosing whatever Colorado pitcher is that guy. Uh, there, there's nobody on Colorado who I'm going to choose to pitch in Colorado. So that's that's why we're not choosing that guy. But his specific name is Ty Block. Okay. Glad we scrolled down for you. For you slash for me. I know nobody asked out there. Okay. So. Yeah, highest leverage probably going to be Evaldi and Silseth. I don't know if Evaldi counts as a stud, kind of. So I don't know if I count him. I'll probably count him as a stud to stuff because my, you know, who am I stuffing? Him, Rodon. Is Rodon counting as a stud or is he leverage? He's leverage. So it's like Rodon. It's like Lynn. I'm, I'm sorry, Evaldi and Lynn are our studs. And then Silseth and Rodon are our leverage arms. And beyond that, you got other choices. It's a big slate. Don't don't get too penned in on your pitchers. You know how bad it feels to have a pitcher go bad, and you are all the way dead. So speaking of, 40% Evaldi gets me, no, 35% limits it to 3x. 3x is a pretty tough, pretty big stand, so I'm fine with that stand. It'll And this should distribute those ownership among Cease, Walker, and Kikuchi, I assume. If it doesn't do that, we will have a careful look at what has happened to Lance Lynn's ownership and if we're comfortable with it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little high. I don't know what's going on with why he's projected that low owned. I mean, like, we have nothing to play for, so probably, like, people just worrying that he he internalizes that. But uh, he should be higher owned. So I'll, I'm comfortable with being up to, like, 4 or 5x on, on whatever this weird thing is. But I don't want to be 40%. And uh, yeah, then that'll spread the ownership amongst Taiwan Walker and uh, Wu and Kikuchi, I hope. But again, those guys, we're not going to get to enough to probably make our list of guys who are like preferred pitchers. So we've got our stacks, we've got our pitchers. I think that brings us to the conclusion of today's show. And with that, I want to remind you that you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, somebody does have to win that money. And it might as well be us. <laughs>